Amen. I want you to, a, a, a very unusual message this morning. And when the Lord gave it to me, I didn't, I didn't really even know how to take it. I had already prepared this morning. I have a message that the Lord had given me. And I thought I was going to be able to minister from that this morning. But I am going to be teaching a message on controlling mothers. And the message that the Lord had given me was, it's time to dethrone your mama. But I won't be talking about that this morning. (laughs) And I'm not going to even tell you when I'm going to talk about it because I want you to come to church. But I seen a, a, a woman and I seen strings and the Lord said, tell them it's time to dethrone their mother. So I'm going to be teaching a series on that because there's a lot of you who have been under the pressure of parents under 30 and 40 years old and they still have a bit of control over you that's messing you up. Some of our young people are half crazy that are grown and married and got children because of their parents who have too much influence in their life. So that's not the message this morning. So I thought I was ready for what he said. You know, he didn't give me the, the okay to preach it this morning, but then he told me in the message today, two plus two equals five. Two plus two equals five. I, the look that y'all got on y'all face is just as confused as I look. So you may be seated. Turn with me quickly to the book of Proverbs chapter 14 and 12. In fact, Deacon, Deacon Jones, uh, 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 brother, uh, Deacon Perch, brother Perch, take that board. Did you already write on Deacon Jones? Take that board and just let it slide right across there because I want everybody to see that. I want you to get it. Two plus two equals five. Everybody say five. Is that what's on the board? That's right. Now, according to what I've learned in school, turn around, let's get it right there. Yeah, go all the way around. Yeah. According to what I learned in school, this is not right. I think y'all agree, right? Is something wrong with that or not? You can bring it back around, Dick. All right. Two plus two equals what? I know it equals what? Who said four? Somebody said four, right? Four. Four. How many say four? How many say five? How many say, I don't know what, I don't know where you're going with that. I'm just, just, but you listen to the fine eye because you want to know. You know, Proverbs chapter 14 and 12 it talks about us as humans, as people. There are things that actually seem right. There are things that actually feel right. Now, I've got a lot of feelings about a lot of things that God says, and Sister Laurie, he says those things, but they don't necessarily seem right to me. What God calls right and what I call right and what God calls wrong and what I call wrong is two different things. And I want you to understand something. What God says is right doesn't always feel right. In fact, it doesn't always feel fair. I have a book, and if 
the Lord would allow me to change a few things in the Bible, if he would, I got a few that I would go in and change right away. Because they just don't seem right to me. First one I'm going to go on that, if you slap me on one side, I'm going to rewrite that whole thing. That's going to be rewritten. I'm going to modernize that. And say, if you slap me on one side, by the time your hand moves, you better have gotten home. Uh, that's the last person that you will slap it. <laughs> I was just, I would, I would remember making sound scripture. If it's thou, slap it me. Thou shall it run. Uh, I shall it knock you out it. In fact, I think the next thing that I would do is these sorry deadbeat dads and husbands. Lord have mercy. I would I would compete with Jesus web and get like two this would be the smallest verse in there. Hang him. That's it. That's a whole lot that, that I, I would do. But since I can't, because God understands, God understands that everything that we try to fix, we can fix it one way, it'll break another way. We fix it this way. So I have, I've had my mindsets of the things that I was changed because it just seemed right, but it ain't right. So it said there's a way that seemeth right to a man in the end of that way, there's a way that seems right to a man. The end of that way are the ways of death. Are the ways of death. So it means that it's something can, that God has can seem totally wrong to me, and it doesn't feel right, but it's right because He said it's right. Proverbs 30 and 12, Proverbs 30 and 12 says, There is a generation, and this is the problem that we have. There's a generation that, 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 Curses their father and doeth not bless their mother. You know, there's a generation that doesn't care anything about the fact that you're my father, don't care anything about the fact that you're my mother. Forget that. There's no reverence or no respect for that. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet it's not washed from there. There's a, there's, a, there's a generation that says, I do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do. It doesn't matter what the Bible says. I'm my own person. I do what I want. That's a generation. Well, anytime, because sometimes when we talk about, talk about the miracles of God and the miracles that God performed, and matter of fact, I've been studying the miracles of God, and I noticed that anytime Jesus worked miracles, he never gave people miracles. He gave them instructions. And the miracle came after the instruction because the first thing that God wanted to see were they going to be obedient to what he had. And the obedience brought the miracle and not just... Notice the people that came to Jesus. He never just gave them miracles. A blind man came to Jesus and said, I'm blind. And Jesus put dirt in his eyes and said, all right, you want to be healed? Now you got to go wash. 
And when he followed Jesus' instructions, he came back sin. They came to Jesus and told Jesus, we're out of wine. Jesus said, go fill the water pots with water. They came to them, Jesus, we don't have any fish. Jesus says, go and cast your nets and you'll, you'll get fish. He told the gentleman that couldn't get out of bed. He said, pick up your bed and walk. He told Moses them in Exodus, he said, I want you to put the blood over the doorpost. Can God work outside of that? Yes. But he wishes to see a level of obedience. So he gives us some time personal instructions for our own selves and for our own lives for miracles for us. Now, he didn't tell everybody to do that. He didn't tell the woman with the issue of blood to, to pick up your bed and walk. Neither did he tell the man that was uh, uh, lame to go and wash in the pool of Siloam because each of them had individual instructions for them. That's why when it comes down to your salvation, it comes down to what God is telling you individually. You can't, we can't denote your individual relationship with God and try to put that on everybody. Because you might have somebody that God is dealing with specifically that tells you, don't wear this, don't do this, don't go here and don't go there. That's your instructions. And that's not for everybody because he's dealing with you personally. So God can tell one person I want to spit in your eyes and get you healed. He tells another person, you just go out of town and get you healed, but it's all what I need for me. So sometime when I'm saying something to you, and particularly some of you may say, well, you didn't tell her that, or you didn't tell me that. Why didn't you tell her that? Because that was the instruction that needed for you to get that particular miracle. God does not always have a one-size-fit-all for everybody. He told Moses to stretch out your rod and you can go over the Red Sea. And then he told Joshua to put your feet in the water and the water would open and you can go through Jordan because there are different instructions for different people. But we seem to have a generation that does not want the instructions of the Lord, but want to get the right results. For example, there are certain things that you just can't put together and get the results that God is saying. You cannot get a family with two men marrying each other. That is two plus two equals five. And, and you're trying to take and force the mathematics of taking two men. Because anytime you, you, anytime you mess up a system, you mess up the whole math system. Because if 2 plus 2 equals 5, then when I get to 5, what equals 5, I'm going to mess up 2 plus 3. So now 2 plus, I got to change 2 plus 3 because all of the value of these change because I messed up one number. And you cannot take two men and put them together and have a family because I don't care how much they call themselves loving each other. I don't care how much they call themselves kissing each other. They can't produce their own family because they can't have babies. So, the, the purpose of marriage is to be fruitful and multiply and to raise a family. And so, if I get John and Jack together, you can lay, you can listen, you can have a wedding and you can put John in a gown and put Jack in a tuxedo and buy you a cake with two men on it. But when it get time to have a baby, you can't have one. Because two plus two don't equal five. 
Now you can put it down there. At the end of your math problem, you can put anything that you want on there, but that don't make it right. I could put two plus two equal ten, two plus two equal three, but when you get ready to grade that thing, I'm going to have to put an X by. So you put whatever you want on your problem. You can put Jack plus Jim equals, but they can't equal a family. You can call it a family, but it ain't a family because you got to go borrow something. I know I'm talking heavy. Brothers, you cannot have a good wife and dog her out. You can't cuss her and beat her and be sorry and don't pay bills. And expect to get the respect. And woman, you cannot treat a man like your child and treat him like no boy. I mean, like, like your boy. Treat him like a boy. You can't do that. So a lot of times people are figuring out, well, where did I go wrong? What's wrong? Why are we so messed up? Why this is going on? Why that's going on? You can't figure it out? Go back. If your math, if you, if you got a wrong problem at the end, go back and look at what numbers you're dealing with. What numbers you gave that woman? Hell plus hell can't equal happy. Broke plus mean can't equal happy. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Don't y'all look deep now? It just don't equate right. We sometimes worry about children, our children, and we say this and that and this and that. But you can't let children do whatever they want in your house. And cuss you out and play whatever kind of music they want to play in your house. And your, your house smell like a hookah bar. And you smell the dope coming out of there and you just pass by. And then you wondering what's wrong. You can't let them psych in your house and expect them to respect that. You can't violate all the rules of the church and expect the children to be all right. So at the end of the equation, what we do, we find all these things that's wrong and all these things that's going on. And when we find all this stuff that's happening, you know what we start doing? We start saying within ourselves, when we see this, where did I go wrong? I did everything I was supposed to do. I have people right now who are dealing with serious financial issues in the church. But they've never figured out that you ain't never paid tithes. And then some of you all have, you do it like hopscotch. Do the first Sunday, skip the second Sunday, come back the third Sunday, and then all this stuff going on in your life. Some of y'all never been consistent in paying bills. You cannot pay your bills and expect them people to let you stay in their house and drive their car. You just can't do that. And you can't do that and then start praying and icing God to give you a breakthrough. There's no breakthrough for that. There is no 
breakthrough. There's no call on the Lord and I ask the Lord to make a way. Because sometimes when God makes a way, we work again. Remember the Lord told that woman in the Bible. He told her when she prospered, she said, go and take what you got. And I don't want you to get it, but I want you to sell the oil and then go pay what you owe. So there is, in fact, a system that God puts. And when we try to break away from that system and do it our way, sometimes we're trying to figure our heads out and say within ourselves, well, well, why is this going on? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is it? A lot of time it's happening because we haven't followed the instructions of God. So when I ask myself a question, you go back and look at yourself, you ask yourself, did I really do what God asked me to do? And am I dealing with what I'm dealing with because I failed to obey the word of God? So kids are out of whack and I can't put them in control. They're not in compliance. They're doing whatever they want to do. Well, maybe it's because at one particular time, I didn't put some rules down. Maybe this is the fact that when they didn't want to go to church, I let them stay home when they wanted to stay home. Maybe it's because when they put that pressure on me and forced me, I let them at 12 and 13 year old bring their little boyfriends and girlfriends to the house. Maybe it's because even though I've been taught about all these spirits that follow some of the stuff that they wear, I still let them do what they wanted to do because I wanted to. And now I got five and I'm trying to figure it out. What I'm trying to say to you, you can't force God into making your math work. You can't force God to accept something that God said don't accept. God ain't going to accept that thing because his word is settled. He got a system in it. You can't get blessed and go around what the word of God say. I don't care how you sanctionize it. I don't care who bless it. I don't care who put their hands on it. I don't care who ordains it. I don't care who tells you all right. God's word is settled and God has already said what he said. Listen to some of the things the Lord said. Amen. Y'all with me? I was looking at some of our eating habits and the way that we eat. You know, the Bible talks about that. The Bible said don't eat the, 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 don't eat the food of him that got an evil eye. You know, I take the Bible, I'm, I'm a literalist. When it comes down to the Bible, I take it literally. God said don't eat the bread of the people that got an evil eye. People don't like me and, and, and they fixing food for me all the time. I just don't eat everybody's food. Yeah, there's something that you bless, but then there's something God said, don't even eat the, the look, 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 go quickly to the book of Proverbs 23 and 6. Eat not the bread of him that has a what? Evil eye, neither desire his what? Dainty. Don't eat the bread of him that got evil eye. People looking at you all uh, uh, mean and mad. He said, don't eat their bread. So I don't eat everybody's food. There are some foods that I bless, but when you know that somebody hates you and can't stand you, and he said it's going to have an effect on you. He said, uh, for as he thinking it is hard, so is he. He said, that person, he said, just like they think it is hard, that's exactly what he is. So don't eat that bread, because whatever he's thinking, he'll do it. Eat and drink, says he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. The morsel which thou hast eaten shall thy vomit up. You see that? 
and lose the sweetness of word. So he said, you watch it. Because he'll put something in you, you'll be throwing up and lose your sweetness of word. So you have to watch what you eat. People don't like you and people are, are mad at you and you just, you know, trying to eat just to make them feel good because you don't want to hurt your feeling. They, you're talking about them hurting your feeling. They may hurt a lot of other stuff. And then when you eat, the Bible tells you to bless your food. Pray over it. And sanctified by the word of God in prayer. These are things that we fail to do sometimes. And I know we've been talking about good eating, but even if you do good eating and you eat some food, it, it, the Bible says it's important for you to bless it and not only just bless it, but say a scripture over it when you bless it. But these are a little small instructions. So what do I read the Bible from? I look through the Bible and I'm looking for different things in the Bible that I can point out as instructions of what I can do. It's almost like math. You, you're looking at how, how you work out this problem, how you work out this situation. And all of us in our life have problems. All of us in our life have situations. And, 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 and let me tell you something. There are some one plus one situations that come in my life. I remember when I was learning multiplication. The ones timetables, I love them. The twos, the threes. But when you get to them 12, 13, and I'm going to tell you, there are some things in our life that are so easy to figure out. But sometimes we get into those double digits and triple digit problems in our life that we don't just figure them out today. And, and sometimes we get stuck there because we want it to be, we, 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 we've been doing our one plus ones, our twos, our threes, our four. I like the five, five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 10, 20, 30, 40. Them was easy. But man, there's some problems you get in your life that is those 4,922 times 78. You don't just figure it out. And sometimes when we get to those problems where you have to mark stuff down and exit stuff up and cross stuff out and do this, those things problem us. And I don't know about you, but I have been and many of us are in our place in life now that we are stuck because you're trying to figure it out. Figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Figure out what my next step is. And everybody's problem is not just bills. We seem to think that everybody, every, all of us got different problems. I know we, we were good in school and we knew how to, and i never forget this. We, I had a group of us, we knew how to study together. We knew how to map that thing out and get that thing together. And so we all try to do the same thing, looking at each other's papers and getting it all. But you ever went to a class where the teacher give everybody their own separate tests and nobody has the same answers on the same thing? We had figured it out and then they showed it to us. The test was totally different. Me... Math was very difficult for me, and I'm not, I'm not going to tell you I was this genius. Math was a problem. That was a problem. So what I did when I got on a certain grade, everybody else wanted this and wanted this and wanted this. I said one year, I said, I want to watch. I said, watch? Yeah, I want to watch. A gold watch? No, I want to watch. I want a, that black watch right there. They had a watch, they had a calculator on it. Y'all don't remember that watch, do you? <laughs> it was a calculator watch. My mama wasn't hip to what kind it was. I just wanted a watch. I looked at that watch and I thought about all the math problems I was having. And I brought that watch. 
Boy, I thought I was, I was ready. Start wearing long sleeves. In the, in the, in the hot. And we get that test and you just slip that watch out. And why we getting everything right. And then the teacher say, now, they called me Alan at that. So they said, Alan? I said, yes. You've done good on your math. Now I want you to work the problem out. <laughs> that wasn't that song of Jesus can't work it out. Work it out. I had no clue. I had no idea. I didn't know. Now, me doing that calculator was fast. Let me tell you something. There's some things that we get in with God, he don't take us out quick. He don't bring us through quick. And we want to get out quick. But every now and then, God takes his time and goes slow so that we'll know how he worked it out. He'll know how he made a way. When it came down to the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, he didn't just bring them out. He, he, he gave them an experience so that when they come out, he could tell them how God works it out. So maybe God hasn't worked your problem out fast or quick because God has given you time to show somebody how he worked it out. just didn't come in quick but I got a long story I can tell this happened, that happened, that happened the doctor said this was going to happen and that was going to happen and this and this and this and I had to go through this and I had to have this test and that test and this test, they didn't just tell me I was alright, I didn't just go in and say I had cancer and they said I was alright, oh they put me through this, they put me through this, they told me this, they told me this but in, in, the, in the end, God's going to work it out, God's going to fix it, somebody say hallelujah can you give God a praise and say hallelujah Amen. Tell somebody God is working it out. Tell him it's taking a little longer, but God is working it out. Can somebody give God a praise and say hallelujah? Amen. Tell somebody it's taking a while, but you're going to come out of it. It's taking a while, but you'll have the victory. It's taking a while, but God's going to do something. Come on, put your hand together and praise him all over the building. So now what is my what is my issue? What they told me in school, I had to learn how to work it out. So I had to take the time, go back, study the problem, and then I could be able to go back and tell them how to work that same problem out. And then they showed me how to check my problem. There are some things that God is doing in your life and when you find out that you got a problem wrong, you find out that you got something wrong, you read it, you go back, study the pro a problem. And I'm, I'm convinced that there's a lot of things that God wants for us that we don't get because sometimes we don't have the proper mix. I thought about something, and I want you to think about this. And I had Sister Camilla and Sister Coward to get some things for me this morning. So I want one of the ministers, Marcus, go and get these ingredients that Sister Coward got. And listen, there are ingredients and there are recipes, which are two different things. I'm convinced that we got the ingredients to get whatever we need from God. 
I think we got the ingredients to get wherever we want. We got the ingredients to be, but, but ingredients, bring the table there, doesn't always mean I'm going to get productivity. Because I go to church, because I read my Bible, because I do all the necessary things that are there, doesn't mean that I always have the product. And I think there's a lot of people who have all of the ingredients. They have all of the ingredients that it takes. Now, take it out the bag, and I want you all to tell me there from what he's taking out. And I don't want Marcus to cook it. All right, take it out. And I want you to tell me from what he got out there. Somebody tell me, what do I have here? All right, take it out. One of y'all good sisters, tell me what I got. Huh? I got, who say pound cake? Pound cake? Okay, pound cake. Somebody say pound cake. Anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, all right, come stand up, take a look. What else is it? Uh, well, I think I, I could have scrambled eggs. Why y'all say pound cake? A pan, pancake? Pan, uh, somebody said, uh uh. The cake pan? Well, maybe it's a pancake cake. <laughs> all right. But the, the fact of it is, this could be a whole lot of stuff. And I got the potential of having a whole lot of stuff. But what I need, even though I got all the ingredients, I need Sister Camille. Because although Sister Coward provided the ingredients, Sister Camille got the recipe. So sometimes we got everything we can to be successful, but don't have the recipe. You can have as much money as you want to have. And see, we've got to find people with recipes. If you get some money in your hand, don't go ask your broke mama how to deal with it. Go ask a millionaire. Because he got the recipe. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. You get your stimulus check. Don't go ask your cousin how to deal with it. Find somebody that got a recipe. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You don't go and ask nobody how to take care of children. They ain't take care of no children. Here come you young ladies going to these women that just as young as you asking them how you raise a baby and they still acting like babies themselves. You better find you some old mothers that got a recipe. And these women done raised five and six children on one income. And you got uh, two children, amen, and got two incomes and don't know how to do it. Don't be so proud. Ask somebody for the recipe. There's young people today who can make money. I mean, they can make it. They make more than the average. It's, it's sad when you make more than the average older saint who is on a social security check, but they got houses and property and rental property from social security check, and you got six figures, amen, that you make in a year and a point in the, in the bank. Because see, mother can help you. Oh, yes, she'll help you. She'll tell you you don't need weed every week. She'll tell you, y'all ain't saying nothing. She'll tell you you don't need no new shoes every week. She'll tell you you need a closet to put the shoes in. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You need somebody got the recipe. 
Amen. Some of you brothers need somebody to give you the recipe to stop switching like a freight train. You a man. Find another man. Stop hanging around all these sweet boys. They can't tell you how to be a man. They sweet as you. Hang around some real men that's got some, got some bass in their voice. I know this wasn't going to go good this morning. Don't get around nobody soft. You trying to be hard. You switch and get around somebody that's walking with some, you know. <laughs> tell them teach you how to walk. They'll tell you, no boy, don't do it. Let do it like this. Tell you get it. Teach me some responsibility. Stop going to the nail room with them soft boys. Go down in the yard with the brotherhood and more yard. Go down there with Brother Bam and pick up a brick. But you want to sit down here, y'all ain't said nothing. Get a manicure and a pedicure. You need a brick. You can't get hard staying in soft places. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Whoo, Lord, how much. Now y'all want that music Ivan and them were playing for the offering. Now, then, 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 then. All right, then, 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 we got it. But you can't do that. Your sisters got these little boys. Y'all see these boys coming soft. You look at them, you can see, the, you can see how they acting. I know that's your baby, but you know your baby acts soft. Y'all like to mess that stuff up like you don't see it. If everybody else see it, you see it. Take that boy and send him around somebody. Send him around his uncle. Send him around somebody that'll pop him in the head every now and then. Say, boy, stop. Stop. Stop it. Every time he switch somebody, he feels something coming and he'll, he'll, think, he'll straighten up. You got it? You got it? Now, don't kill the boy. I'm not telling you to kill him. I'm not telling you, you have to tell him, hey boy, straighten up, straighten up, straighten up. That child that's disobedient, you got him, he's out of control. Don't you let somebody get a hold of him. Let a father get a hold of him. Let somebody get a hold of him and say, hey boy, straight. See what's happening? We don't put them in the round when the woman, listen, listen, with everything you got and how good you are, you don't know how to be no man. You don't know how to be a man. You can do whatever you can to try to raise him, but you don't know how to be a man. Only a man can show a man how to be a man. And, 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 this, and so when, once you start bringing him to that knowledge and that point, I thank God for my mother, but my brother made sure that I wasn't going to be no sissy. He made sure he, I didn't know nothing about no birds, no bees. He went straight to it. Now, he did it wrong. But I didn't know about the birds and the bees. He said, that's a woman. And he said, when you get older, you're going to want one of them. He named certain things in the neighborhood and said, you won't be like that. I was talking noise to my mama and he, he, he coming in, straighten up every now and then. Boy, straighten up. See, you got to get that recipe. 
And all of us have had some errors and problems in our life. In fact, all of us in here got problems now. I don't care how deep you got. I don't care how many robes you got. Everybody in here got problems. But I came this morning for some recipes. Because I have, and you have, I have put some cakes in the oven that I thought was good and they failed. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Oh yes, I have tried some stuff to make it my way and it's failed. Yes, I don't stop baking. I pick up the cake and said I must have went wrong somewhere. Let me try it again. I don't, don't give up baking because your cake failed. Go back and do the ingredients over again. You still got a chance. Listen, listen, there's enough here that if I make a mistake with this cake, thank God I got some ingredients left. And the church is full of people who have tried to do something and failed. It's full of people who tried to be saved and failed. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. I know you give that pretty picture on the outside when you get that mic in your hand and you sing and you preach and you testify and everybody's looking at you good now cause that's one of your cakes that came out good but how many that you done had that fail that didn't come out good oh yes every good baker done has some drop cakes every good cook done has some mess up meal but thank God we come to church I'm about to close here. And we sit here. And sometimes we try to figure out what our problem is. I do it, you do it. And sometimes in our process of figuring things out, we start to blaming these. We start to saying, something must have been wrong with that sugar. Something must have been wrong with that flower. I hear people that said today, oh, something wrong with the saints. Them church folk. Them people. Out of there. Out of church. Out of people. That's like somebody who had that cake and then followed the ingredients of the recipes and want to blame Publix for their butter, a land of lakes. A public for their cream. But then I take somebody else because I, I tried to cook some biscuits one time. I got everything Mother Miles told me to get. I got all of it. When I tried them biscuits, me and Ella Belcher was there eating. I said, Belt, I'm going to cook breakfast for us this morning. Kyle just said, yeah, man. I said, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do too this morning. I'm going to go on ahead, man. I'm going to cook some of my, my, my good buttermilk biscuits. How would you know how to make biscuits? Yeah, man. I make biscuits. I'll make some this morning. We're going to try them out. Said, All right, Bishop, go ahead, man. I didn't know that. So I went in that kitchen. I followed everything Mother said. So I thought. Did the batter. Rolled out everything. Then I got ready. I, I cooked the bat. Them biscuits looked so good in that oven. They was coming up. They looked good. And they were soft. I pushed my finger in one of them. It was soft. And by the time I got through, I, I got the bacon, I got the eggs, I got the grits, I got the sauce, I got all of it done. And I went back to put the biscuit on the table. It was hard as a rock. 
Now y'all have to tell me what I did wrong. All I know when I, it was soft, when I took it out, then the biscuit turned like a rock. It looked so good, you know, I put them on there and, and I was hoping, you know, he's going to taste it. Oh, boy, that's all right. He, he, he bit the bitch. He said, Bishop. I said, yeah, Bill. He said, now, you know, over there in that scripture, Matthew chapter 4. I said, yeah. He said, the devil asked Jesus to turn stone to bread. He said, boy, you did it backwards. <laughs> you turned bread to stone. <laughs> Could I fault Mother Miles? Could I blame her? Could I fault the ingredients? Man, if life ain't working out for you, like it doesn't sometimes for me and you and all of us, if it ain't working out, and it does get like that, it does, and I'm promising you if, you, if you're here, it does get like that, that life ain't working out for you and things ain't going right. If your money ain't working right, go back and see what did I mess up. What is it that I need to do different? Now, I'll tell you what. We can fix this math problem. Two plus two equals five. That's wrong. What if I put minus one on the end? I can correct it by bringing it to four. You got two plus two equals five, subtract yourself. Move you out of the equation. And if we can move ourselves out of the equation sometimes, which sometimes is difficult and hard to do, if we can move ourselves out of the equation sometimes, then we can sometimes bring ourselves back to the reality of what brings us back into correction. I want to tell you all this as I'm closing because this is what I have in my heart. Every single one of us in this building today, every member in this church, every person in this church, I am concerned about health. I'm concerned about wealth. I'm concerned about our future. One of the things the Bible said this, I wish above all things. Now, when God uses somebody to say he wishes, that means that even though God wants it, that doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily get it. We sometimes just sit back, and I think this is what messes us up sometimes. Sometimes we sit back and say, it's in God's hand, and God's going to take care of it. And sometimes that's what messes us up because we hear people say that. So we feel like, you know, I can just, I can just, don't do any savings, don't do anything with it, and don't do anything about my help, don't do anything about this. Just say, and, and let me tell you, and I think a lot of times, the things that we do, people from the outside who do have some type of sense, because they may not be spiritual, but there's a lot of people that are, spirit, that are not spiritual, but they're not stupid. So your family, they look at you saying, I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. I'm believing God for a financial miracle, but they see you making all kind of stupid moves with your money. And you're saying, I'm trusting God. I'm, I'm believing God. God going to make a way. And see, they think the church got you brainwashed and think you're crazy because they're understanding some of the stuff that you're saying really don't make sense. 
it don't make sense for you to say you're trusting God and you're sitting around with two cell phones. What do you need with two cell phones? You ain't talking on both of them at the same time. You ain't got no real business. And you got a cell phone to have a cell phone and every new phone that come out, you got it. You got the iPhone 22 already. Now, if you can afford the iPhone 22, get it. But there's nothing like, and I want y'all to get this as I'm getting ready to close because some of you all are suffering financially and you're going through financially and I can't put the church into position or I can't ask saints to get in position to even come to your rescue because you are suffering but you got on diamond nails. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm talking here now. Marvel toenails. Y'all ain't said nothing. Boy, I'm, 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 ooh, Lord. Jesus. I got to get through here. Some of the things you do don't make any sense. And to walk up to a saint of God who is, and I want you to dress good and look good, but walking to a saint of God and asking that saint of God who has five kids and taking care of their five responsibilities. And here you are with the newest rims, rental rim. They're not even yours, they rent a rim. <laughs> you you come to church and go back out there and they taking them rims off the car while you in church. Rent a rent a rim. I say some of y'all going to get mad with me preaching like this. That's all right. I see you tonight. You get mad again. But you haven't yet figured out why. Why am I in this condition? Why am I in this situation? Why is this happening? Why am I going through this? Sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes it's not God. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes I need to figure it out. Young ladies, Lord, let me get out of here. You can't expect to get a decent young man acting desperate. You're too hungry. We got hungry crabs and we got hungry girls. You have value. Did you hear me? You have value. I said this in my Sunday school this morning and I don't want y'all to get me mixed up in what I'm saying. For, for, a, for a woman, 
and a saved godly woman? It is about coins. Yes, marriage is about coins. Yes, love is involved too, but coins, because if you love me, you're going to give. And if you ain't got no coins, you don't have nothing to give. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave. And you can't love me if you ain't got nothing to give me. And for you all that want to get deep and tell me it don't have nothing to do with coins, who can find a virtuous woman? Her price. Thank you, my brother. A good quality woman has a price on her. You're not no goodwill woman. Y'all ain't said nothing. Ella Smith said, I'm coming up this street. Jump on in with me. Let's ride. First person that says to you. So many uh, young ladies in the church, you all are desperate. A halfway man coming to church. He ain't even saved yet. Tongues ain't even got out of his mouth yet. It's just coming. He still got stomach. You sitting up there with a ring. He still He almost there. He almost there. He almost there. Get the cake ready. Get the cake ready. Get the cake ready. Get the cake. Get the cake. Get the ring. Pass out when we need counsel. No. Your quality. Your value. Y'all don't like it when I talk like that. That's all right. Act like you got choices. Act like you got options. And you can be 199 years old and still ain't married but happy. Because before I will take care of some sorry man, I will be 199. And you may call me an old maid, but tell them I'm an old smart maid with some money. Ain't no old maid taking care of no sorry man. That's what you got to stand up and understand your quality because we are desperate. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Somebody say hallelujah. Children of God, saints of God, there are things that God put in this Bible. And if we obey those things that God put in his Bible. And let me tell y'all something. I want y'all to get this. You're not stuck up and you're not sophisticated and you don't think you all of that because you walk around like you're a quality young lady in the kingdom of God. You can be saved, single, happy, and shouting. Everybody don't have to be around here in the dump. Everybody don't have to be around here like they can't make it. Somebody got to say, praise the Lord, I'm happy with what I am. When you realize the value of what God gets you, there's a different pep coming your step. When you realize that who you are, you walk in with your head in the air. 
Too many of y'all walking around here looking depressed and down, looking like a maniac because you ain't got this and you ain't got that. But when you can bust in the house of God with a smile on your face, waving your hand, say, thank God I'm saving. And, and, and you ain't got to wait on nobody to like you on Facebook. Too many of y'all looking for validations and likes and some of y'all live for Facebook. You, you, everything you do, you got to, but listen, you ought to have something in yourself. Every now and then I give myself my own like. I like you. Amen. You ought to like yourself sometime. Somebody say hallelujah. That's the kind of person that God wants. He wants some. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And when, listen, when you get that say that you're satisfied, when you get that say that you're happy, you can walk in the church, shout, dance, and run the aisle, and can't nobody stop you. Amen. Can y'all say something here? Look at somebody and tell them God's good to me. Amen. And let me tell you something, saints of God. God doesn't want you around here sad. God wants you happy. God wants you blessed. Amen. You know, praise the Lord, sometime when God does something for us, and, and I don't want you to be bragging and boasting, but every now and then, God do something for you. Sometimes we are, we are, we are, we are conscious of what people do, and I'm so, sometimes God blesses me so, and I'm conscious, and then you're almost scared to testify, cause you're scared somebody gonna take it the wrong way. God told me the other day, and I said, He said, I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna bless you. And I'm gonna bless you real good. And he said, now, when I bless you, I want you to let folk know that I bless you. I didn't bless you to sit in no corner. I know that you got some people that can't handle what you got. And they can't handle what God do for you. We sit around here and try to not hurt people feeling because we know we got jealous, crabby people. But God don't care about them jealous, crabby people. God said, I bless you to let folk know I bless you. I gave you to let so when I bless you, I don't want you to put your blessing in no corner. It's all right to shout and let folk know God bless me. It's all right to drive what God gave you and tell the folk God bless me. It's all right. You know what? They got the problem, not you. When God bless you, they're the one. Some folk can handle success as long as it's their success. Amen. They can handle being blessed as long as they're blessed. But they can't handle you getting some. But you know what? You just going to have to get over it. I ain't pacifying you no more these next 20 or 30 years because God getting ready to do something for you that ain't going to be able to be healed. He's getting ready to do something for you. Amen. And listen, I can't help it. If you do what God say do, give like God say do, he got to bless you. He got to bless you. He got to pour out blessings. They got to come from the north. They got to come from the south. And the Lord say, I told you I'm going to bless you so much that you won't have room enough to receive. You're going to walk around here with blessing. An arm full of blessing. Pockets full of blessing. Cars full of blessing. Houses full of blessing. That's just what comes with it. My God, somebody say hallelujah. My God, somebody say hallelujah. My God, tell somebody God's getting ready to do something for you. Hallelujah. And everybody's going to know it. Amen. You can't follow God's blessing plan and not be blessed. You can't make the sacrifice that some of you all have made and God not bless you. You can't live as young people and give all of your life to the church. Amen. From the time you were baby to where you are now and God not bless you somehow or another. Sometimes it looks like the blessings are not coming but before you leave this world, God's going to show the benefits of being in the kingdom of God. You can't suffer 
like some of you have suffered and go through like some of you have gone through. Let me tell you here. I know the rapture is coming. I don't know they got COVID and all this around, but God refused to let you stay in Egypt for 430 years. Amen. And bring you out looking like a slave. He told the children of Israel, I'm not going to let you stay here 430 years and walk in here the way you came out. And this man doesn't put you through something. I'm going to put some jewels on you. I'm going to put some money in your pocket. you going to come. Let me tell you here. Yes, the rapture coming, but I ain't leaving out of here broke. The rapture coming. I ain't leaving out of here with my head hung down. God going to bless you before you get out of here. Amen. And look at somebody and tell them, Lord ain't going to just bless you. He's going to double it up. God told the children of Israel, anytime you find a slave, and you find somebody that sold something from you, I'm going to bless you. And then he said, the devil going to have to give you a double for your trouble. Tell somebody, all oh, this I've been through, I'm going to have to get double for it. My God, I'm going to get my blessing with interest. Man asked me the other day, he said, Mr. Coward, are you planning on getting a plane? I said, I'm going to get two of them. My God, I'm going to get double. I got two hands. I got two. Amen. I'm telling you, God's getting ready to do something for you. Amen. And I want to tell you something. Amen. Every child of God that have been through something. Amen. You can't put the bad problem down and it not come out. Uh, the Bible said weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming. That's a guarantee. Amen. That joy is coming. Cast your bread upon the water. In a few days, it will return to you. God is not mocked that, that a man sow, that also shall he reap. Some blessings you get into. Amen. The devil can't stop those blessings because it's in the process. Amen. It's an automatic. It had to happen. Amen. Two plus two equals four. It's automatic. Ain't nothing you can do about it. It's automatic. Amen. Once a woman get pregnant. Amen. I remember when Sister Kyle was going through labor and, and she was there about the birth and the doctor was late. Amen. And, 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 and the nurse told her don't push. Don't push. Amen. The doctor's not here yet. Don't push. You got to wait till the doctor come. She looked at the nurse and started yelling and said I can't wait. I got to push. It's coming. I'm telling you there are some people that don't want you to be blessed. There are some people when God got a blessing to you, you got to tell him, I can't wait. It's got to come. He promised me if I give my tithe and offering, he'll open up the windows of heaven and pull me out of blessing. Your witchcraft can't stop it. Your rolling eyes can't stop it. It's got to come. Tell somebody, I can't stop it from coming. Tell somebody, I can't stop it from coming. His word told me if I seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, all these things shall be added to me. Tell somebody I got a blessing that's on the way. Witchcraft can't stop it. As you know, you got some folk that work witchcraft, but you got other folk that work witchcraft. They wish you would go down. Your witchcraft or your witchcraft. Nothing is going to come against me. No weapon. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Tell somebody, I got to come out. I got to be blessed. Tell somebody real quick, say, neighbor, the witchcraft or the witchcraft. See, some of y'all know how to deal with witchcraft. Some of y'all don't know how to deal with witchcraft. There's some people that wish you wouldn't make it. They wish bad for you. Amen, somebody. But I declare today, amen, before I get out of this building, that every child of God, 
that knows that God's got a blessing waiting on you. You ought to tell somebody, I ain't been in the church all these years for nothing. Sometimes look like I ain't coming through of it. But I'm going to tell you, you got to come out of it. God's word has already spoken. I don't care what they bury you in. I don't care what they put you in. I don't care what kind of mouth been spoken on you. There's a word that's in your life. And when a word that's in your life, the well can't hold you. He's got to throw you up. When a well that's in your life, they can bury you, but the ground got to give you up. Somebody say hallelujah. Tell somebody there's a word of prosperity in your life. There's a word of healing in your life. There's a word of deliverance in your life. Somebody say glory. Hallelujah. Tell somebody it's going to work out. Tell somebody you're going to come out. Tell somebody you may be broke now, but that's all right. God's going to make it up. Tell somebody you may be down now, but in the morning, joy is coming. I wish I had a few saints. Y'all look just too cute for me here. Tell somebody there's a blessing that's on the way to your house. No demon can't stop it. No church folk can't stop it. No enemy can't stop it. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Tell them this next blessing is coming to you. Special delivery. Look for it. Look for it. Look for it. Look in the mailbox. Look for it. Look at the cash app. Look for it. Look up in the heavens. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. My, my, my. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, look up in the sky. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the windows being open from heaven. Blessings, blessings, blessings from the east. Blessings from the west. Blessings from the south. Blessings from the north. I dare somebody with your cute self to jump out of your seat and praise God and tell the neighbor, say, neighbor, what the devil did to block me. God is going back in and redoing the math problem. Greater, greater, greater is coming. Greater, greater. This is something the Bible said. Because sometime in doing and doing something, I want someone that he keep me in perfect peace. Sometime in doing something, we get weary. We get weary. Now those ingredients won't go in vain. We got the lady with the recipe. Love you, Sister Camilla. We need to take these and, and show them what a recipe will do. So I want you to take it when you get a chance and fix it back. And we're gonna take and bring back the cake and we're gonna bring back the ingredients. You are not a failure. I look at you, Sister Kathy, my heart rejoice. 
somebody who was bound by meth. And I look this morning to see your grandson and your son with you. And you raising this, you raising this boy, and you raising him. And I thought about the other day, I thought about the day that you came in the church and you had your Bible and you came, you had those questions for me. I had a chance to look at your picture on Facebook and look where you are. Small, simple recipe from a meth to a mother. All you need is a little bit of just a recipe. And listen, I want you to understand something. The church is full of people who've had cakes to drop. Oh, they are. One time, Sister Cow made a cake, and that cake looked so good, but when you cut it down in the middle, it had all that moisture. It looked like a, I don't know what happened to it. It was all in the, it looked so good, but it was, <laughs> it was a little gooey in the middle. I was trying to be encouraging. I said, it's, it's all right. She said, no. I said, yeah. Get something to tell you, DJ. And each. I remember when her grandma was trying to teach her how to make them cakes. She was going there. Look at my pound cake. <laughs> Gotta go try it again. Gotta go try it again. I'm quite sure that uh, Alicia over there, amen, learning how to cook, she done made a lot of mistakes in there. You ever burn anything? Amen. What's that? All right. All the time? See, all the time. I say, I don't know about it because she give me the good stuff. <laughs> she never sent me no burned food. And you know, that's the truth about us. We don't display our burnt food. When we come to church, you know what we do? We put our best out here. You ain't tell everybody you done burn everything from Monday to Saturday. But you know what? I'm working every day. I'm trying to perfect myself. Oh, I got to be honest. I, and you got to be honest. See, the Bible talks about us coming to perfection, which means we're not at perfection. We have, there's a stage that we start at. And you know what? We get discouraged. And I got young people. I think one of the, one of the greatest problems that I have in church today, and I want to pray today, one of the greatest issues that we have in church today, I have people who are looking at people who are 25 and 15 years at what they're doing, and you're looking at yourself as a new beginner and wondering why you're not there. And if those 25-year-old veterans that look like they've been saved a long time would tell the truth, they've been where you are. They just ain't put it out every Sunday. Sometimes the young people come to me and they're telling me what they're dealing with and what they're dealing with and where they're at and what's when they come and talking and come and talking. 
And sometimes they feel like they're battling alone, they're fighting alone. But this is what I'm going to tell you. If your math problem is wrong, go back. Figure it out. Now let me say this. I want you to get this. And as you know, and I, I talk about this because everything I do, I, I try to center it around learning something for me. So in, in, in flying the planes, I'm, I'm doing a test now online. I start Tuesday, my first class in-house, but I'm starting online. And one of the things, they'll let me do this quiz. They'll let me do, I have to study and then I have to do the test. And then I, if I miss one, before I submit the problem, it lets me go back and check the one I had wrong so I can correct it. I can, I can do it. If you get a person who have had a math problem, it don't just have the problems on it. It has all these marks. It has letters. Sometimes you have to use your fingers. And I'm going to tell you, in, in this being saved, and really, sometimes, man, I got to use my fingers, my toes. I got a mark. Come on, y'all be honest with it. And every now and then, I get the wrong answer down. Now I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cuss. I didn't grab the lady. I didn't go behind her. But the other week, I felt pretty bad. I felt bad that I felt good. Cause that was a lady giving me a problem at the airport, and she she denied us access and told us if 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 I didn't check these bags in, that she wasn't gonna let me go in. And there were so many people around. And I took it as if she was looking at us as black individuals and thinking that we're trying to get by. Because people, people sometimes get that notion. I, I never forget I was in the line with one lady and she had all this groceries and she had it down there. And the guy said, must be nice. I wish I could get my grocery free. And I turned around. It wasn't even my business. So the other day when we were at the airport, I felt myself... I didn't get out of character, but I got angry to a point that I don't like to get. I had to go back and reevaluate. I said, you know what? Now, what if that lady attend church? You know, everybody see you everywhere. I had to go back. Now, she was wrong, but I had to go back and do my math problems over again. I had to ask myself, was that? Now, see, some of y'all are too proud for that. That thing was eating me like a termite. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm like, no, Lord, she needed that. I would have been all right if I had, you know, the Lord said, no, but that ain't what, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Then he says, if you go back in that airport, I said, oh, wait a minute. This is what I'm hearing. <laughs> you go back in that airport, you have to represent yourself as a man of God. So do I have to come back? See, some of y'all are too proud. Do I have to come back sometime and, and go back and say, uh, maybe I should do that differently. Maybe I should do that in a different way. See, holding yourself to the standard and saying that, Lord, I'm willing to look at my own self and value myself. See, let me tell you this, and I'm going, God set guidelines in. 
And when you can respect your own guidelines and know yourself, then people will respect you because you know yourself. Stop walking around here with two plus two equal five in your life and not willing to admit, hey, you know, I maybe I need to go back and correct that. I got some errors too. I'm not, I'm not Mr. and Mrs. Perfect, but I want to be. I want to do whatever I can. And if it takes me going back and repairing, take me going back and praying, take me going, whatever it takes, I want to correct it. Are y'all with me, saints? Could everybody stand on your feet? Everybody stand on your feet. Everybody. And just a few minutes, just a few minutes, just lift your hands up. Just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Just lift them up. Lift them up all over the building. Just all over the building. I just want you to acknowledge to the Lord that his way is right. Your way is right. Your way is right. I don't always understand it. I don't always agree with it. I don't always want to submit to it, but I have to admit that your way is right. Come on, everybody. Even when I feel like I'm mistreated, even when I feel like I'm done wrong, your way is right. Even when I feel, if your word says do it, God, regardless, regardless, I don't always see it. One of my one of my greatest conflicts, and I'm getting ready to go. One of the greatest problems that I had when I transitioned into from math, I had been used to putting two plus two equals four. And then my my teacher changed something up. Now listen, listen to me, listen. She took my 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 middle, my cross and turned it in just a little slight different direction and my plus sign became a time sign. And I didn't know what to do because in the middle she had changed the signs. Every now and then God would change what's in the middle and you think you got them figured out. Two plus two is, is, is four. Then he put two times two and then two uh, uh, divided by and sometimes God throws some stuff right when you think you got it and figure it out that changes the whole equation. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? It looked like I j just when I'm about to get myself together something else come in. Just when I'm all right now and I don't learn how to let that man talk to me any kind of way I just hush my mouth and pray and give it to God Boom, something else come in. Just when I done mastered the saints with their bad attitudes and someone with their bad spirit, boom, something else come in. Something else hit. God, help me to adjust when you change it up on me. Help me to adjust when you go from times to, and I got some of you all have always been healthy. And I got some people who are challenged with health. I got people who have been challenged with some real serious sickness issues that they've never been challenged in before. 
the thing is, he's still in charge. He's still in control. Just lift your hands down, everybody. Just say thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like something's about to happen here. If you can just lift your hands and say thank you. Thank you, thank you. Come on, come on, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. My God, this, this message is piercing to the heart. Thank you, it's touching the heart. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to do it my way. I'm not going to do it my way. I'm not going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm not going to do it the way I like to do it, God. I'm, I'm asking you, God, to hear me today. I realize, God, that it's not you. It's not you. It's not the church. I got all of the ingredients. Give me a recipe for me. Now listen, I want you to pray. Give me a recipe for me. I got to the place in life and sometime you'll get there. I'm about to close, but I got to minister to you. Sometime you'll get there. You don't even know where you're going. Where you're going with your own life. What direction you're going. You seem lost. And you can be 50 years old, 100 years old and get there to a place that you don't know but you say to the Lord, Lord you're in charge I'm going to turn this whole thing over you I'm going to give it over to you because you're in charge and Lord I'm not going to try to force it my way you got the recipe for coward <laughs> you got the recipe for markers and what I'm praying for this morning is a recipe. I know I got the ingredients. I've been prophesied that I got this and I got this. But I'm praying now. I need the recipe for me. I need the recipe, Lord. I need the recipe. I need to know what you can make out of me. You can take my voice, my, my song, my this, my that and bring that together. You can take my fingers and this and bring this together. And all I need, God, if I can find it, if I can, if I can find that recipe that you designed for cow, I can find that recipe that you got for me. Then I can take everything I got and put it here and put it here and put it there and make it happen. Somebody say hallelujah. Does anybody want the recipe? Who wants the recipe this morning? Now, any, anybody here want the recipe for you? I want the recipe for, hallelujah, Alicia. I want the recipe for Terrell. I want the recipe for Mark. If you want the recipe, God's going to speak to somebody this morning. He's going to speak to somebody this morning. He's going to tell you something that you need to do. That's going to transform your life. And I want to tell you something. This next miracle in your life is coming by instructions. And this morning, somebody that has been crying out to the Lord and saying, Lord, I want to know my next move. I want to know what's to do next because I know that you got more for me. God said this morning, he's going to speak to you. He's going to say something to somebody that's saying, what direction should I go? What should I do with my gift? What should I do with my son? What should some, somebody's asking God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Because I'm in circles. 
going to speak to you this morning. In fact, he's already started speaking. And let me tell you something. If you feel lost, I felt lost in life too. If you feel like you don't know where you're going, I've been to that place and I didn't feel like I was going either. If you felt like you've ever been to the place that you don't know what you're doing and chaos is everywhere and confusion is everywhere, I've been there. But this morning, God is speaking. And if you would tonight, I want you to step out from where you are. Just make a step. Just make a step. 